news, huh? I got nothing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, news, huh? They talk about it because it's new, huh? That's why it's called news. News, yep. Can you imagine <laughs> if they called it, like, instead of the oldies being music, it's just old news story? Is that just what history is, like, playing the oldies? I guess. Like, history historians, if you will, are literally just proponents of the oldies. You just go to oldies class. <laughs> oh, my God. World oldies. <laughs> That's they, what we they just rebranded to what your grandfather experienced. We should, we should like rename that. our show Gems of Oldies. Of the oldies, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then our picture is literally just us with a Snapchat filter that makes you look old. Yeah. Like our, our podcast cover <laughs> it's, photo. It's like that old app that everyone started using to get older images of themselves. That was really a Chinese or Russian thing that was just tracking their facial recognitions. Right, yeah. Like, what will I look like in 50 years? Well, you're going to look not here because... Yeah. the. I just thought it was so funny that everyone, like, after they realized, like, oh, they're taking our facial recognitions for, like, this app that they made us use. It's like, you do realize that that happens literally every day, pretty much. Yeah, And you guys are getting so mad about it just because it's a targeted way to do it. It's very, well, it's probably the, or that is one of the big reasons with TikTok why they're banning it. Because it's, like, sure, maybe a cute social media site but yeah they just harvest your data oh yeah so does facebook so does every social media yeah, it, that it is the that, I'm in, I'm that is why social medias are free because right. they just sell your data every single time you go to a website it's something called a little, little uh, cookies if you will like i use that for my work yeah <laughs> i'm not in social media it's, it's all just selling you to people it's selling your time i guess god bless capitalism god love this 20 <laughs> 2023 this world we live in Speaking of the world we live in, hello everybody. Welcome to the Gems of History podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Shop. Joining me is Evan Roosh. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Are these getting any better? <laughs> They're getting actually pretty great because we talk quite for quite some time before we actually before you actually do that. So I'm just always waiting for when you're going to be like, speaking of. <laughs> I got to keep you on your toes. Right, That's what's yeah. fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it works. It's between but... that. Or just asking me to do different impersonations or like interview me like I'm Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I, look, you never know with me. I, I honestly was thinking about r- having Chat GPT write an intro for the episode for us, but I never did that. I use Chat GPT quite often. Really? Oh, yeah. It's bar- for, I know I always, I'm, I do apologize for always talking about wedding planning, but it's very convenient. Just be like top five or hotels with shuttles. Like, yeah. just type it in. It's like, yeah, here are the ones, here's their ratings. Yeah. It's like, this is incredible. I've, I still have never used it. I, I've heard a lot about it, never used it. But did you hear that the one dude, like, he used an off-brand version of ChatGPT and it told him to kill himself? Yeah, I did see that. Like the environmental guy? Yeah. They're taking over. Yeah, ChatGPT was like, go commit, die. Yeah. <laughs> I also do like that. Everyone gets afraid of AI taking over, but then you see the meme of someone spraying a, a computer tower with a hose. You're like, yeah, yeah this is all you got to do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but today we are doing a, a relaxed episode, an unscripted, if you will. Uh, we are just going to do some news stories again. We did one of these in February, I want to say, so a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Evan is going to be on vacation all of next week. So we are actually double recording this week, and we didn't have time to record or research two episodes fully. And so we didn't want to give you a half-assed 
product on researching some topic and then not giving it justice. So we're doing news stories. Yeah, we can just do half-assed stories that are happening now. <laughs> exactly. Hey, the <laughs> news is the just proper facts. The news is just history that's happening now. That so is true. Oh, we're taking advantage. Look at of that. what I just made up. That was pretty good. Put that on a T-shirt. We need money. To we, make t-shirts. We need money for our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can find us at Gems of History Podcast. Yes. Thank you to those of you that support us on Patreon already. You but are the best. We actually did talk about if we get enough subscribers and can kind of dedicate more time to the Patreon, possibly doing stuff like this as extra content on there. If we ever, like I said, get more free time and can dedicate to doing like little bonus episodes, maybe like 20 to 30 minutes of just picking some news stories each week and recording a little edition episode for you guys to listen to on Patreon. Also leads to more channels, such as if you want to do like a Twitch, for example, like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you know? that'd be fun. That would be, I suck at video games. Dude, I, I'm good at like select video games. Like I'm really... I'm Very niche. <laughs> I would say I'm good at Call of Duty, but then I play like three games that i win and then the skill-based matchmaking is like no you're not no good. they humble you very quick. yes exactly which is i guess nice because it it makes me it's it keeps it competitive so i'm not just like absolutely annihilating kids or getting annihilated constantly but by different kids yeah <laughs> 12 year olds at home yes yeah that is the best i remember distinctly during covid there was a time where we were playing very late in oh, the evening and had a few drinks. Oh, yeah. And we we paired up against a team of all like British or people from the UK, <laughs> and the shit talk that was happening between like Americans and the UK was yeah. just the most beautiful thing of all time. Like, everyone, like everyone, was a historian. Yeah, it's just for five us. rounds of cyber attack, seventy six, <laughs> right? And they're like, we were the greatest empire of all time. It's like now you, now you serve like fish and chips. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Good times. Good oh, yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Evan, would you like to do the first news story, or would you like me to take the honors? I can take the first one. There this is. is something that I saw today as of this recording that's very, very, very interesting, and it's about the Ukrainian war. Okay. But before we get to that, we tried to find an update on the bathtub oh, yeah. invader. For those of you that listened to the last episode we did about this. There's no updates. We don't know what he did it for. Right. This man apparently has dropped off the face of the tub. He's like, gone. He's gone. He I don't slipped know. Up. He's, he's slicked himself up so good that he just fell off the face of the I really hope it's a story where he went to the bathroom, like the police let him out for like his one phone call, then like let him to the bathroom, and then he was gone. He he's vanished. like the greased up deaf guy from Family Guy that yeah. no one can catch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we looked and yeah, no update about uh, bath, bathtub robber intruder. What are you going to do? But my story, uh, first off, about the Ukrainian war, Ukraine is getting droney with it. Ooh. So a dramatic, and my source here is bbc.com, a dramatic statement from the Russian presidential administration claims that the Ukraine used two drones to attack the Kremlin oh. in the heart of Moscow overnight. And I highly suggest that you look up pictures of this. Dude, that's actually pretty badass highly suggest looking up pictures so russian forces apparently used radar equipment to disable the drones there were no casualties and the president was unhurt 
but the Kremlin is calling it an assassination attempt. And yes, I just saw Jacob's reaction seeing the photos. Dude. You need, and the videos are incredible. That hits like the tip of the Kremlin. Right. And that's a disabled drone. Like imagine if they were able to, you know, <laughs> do what they were intending to do. And it's two separate drones yeah, as well. Like, that's a there's... big ass explosion. Yeah. Wow. But in the videos, or some of the videos that have surfaced, they appear to show at least one drone flying towards the Kremlin, followed by an explosion, with another appearing to show smoke rising from a Kremlin structure and a fire. So, I have to make the 9-11 comparison. There's a second drone. <laughs> a second drone has hit the Kremlin. One of them's going to come into, like, St. Peter's Basilica and, like, oh, hit, the, hit yeah. the ground just outside. <laughs> right. The BBC has been unable to verify if it was a drone. And what really happened. But based on vibes and the videos that I've seen and that we're seeing in, of course, your own research, whatnot, it is pretty impressive that Ukraine has been able to use this. But by all accounts, Mr. Come on, BBC. I'm not going to call him Mr. Putin. <laughs> by all accounts, President Putin appears to be one of the most closely guarded leaders in the world. Oh, by far. Absolutely. And at the different events that were happening in the Kremlin, the security is unreal. So, like, you no know one is getting to him except maybe a drone. Has he been out in public in Russia lately? Because probably not. I don't think they're a huge fan of him right now. Because I, this is a scenario where I'm like, I when Putin initially invaded, I was like, I wonder if he got like a terminal diagnosis, and he's like, now's the time because right. I'm gonna die anyways, so I might as well start this before then. But I don't. I I just think he's kind of off his rocker. So I I mean yeah, if he wants to like shoot one in at the buzzer, I suppose if he is. I did. He, there have been many rumors that he has cancer. I good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anyone I would wish it upon. Yeah. I don't think we're being that bold, but you know what? Putin disavow Putin. Bad guy. Bad guy. Yeah. Karma. Brave. Get cancer. Thank you. Brave. Yes, very brave. Claps. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> As I'm sitting very secure in my... Yeah. In Hopefully no drone strikes hit your house. <laughs> that would be a bitch. The worst. That would be the worst. It's like I just painted this place yeah. and you're gonna... <laughs> me, and, me and my fiance just remodeled. Yeah. But this is actually the latest in a few strings of attacks that have hit Russian territory in the recent weeks and months. In fact, a fuel depot caught fire in Russia's Krasnodar region, reportedly caused by a drone attack. Two freight trains were also derailed in the Bryansk region, near the border with Ukraine. Trains have not been doing good lately. Dude, trains are down so bad. There's one that There's just another, derailed in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. It's like, did we... for the Guys, we've had this technology for... 180 years do people forget how to do trains like yeah, i, I feel, guess they're on a track right there's only they go one can't, way can't go anywhere else i guess they go two ways yeah. front and back like there's nowhere else for them to go uh ukraine has vehemently denied attacking the kremlin or being responsible for any of these or for it trying to assassinate president putin but you know russia always also always declines shooting missiles yeah. into residential buildings in ukraine so you know i do i like the idea that this is just like a rogue agent in ukraine that's like i'm gonna take the fight into my hands and is sending drones on his own like without authorization from Zelensky or anyone i mean it does lead to a 
great potential movie script that yeah. we should write. Well, it, it, this could be the one of the focuses, and we could also focus on the ghost of Kiev, who is that fighter yeah. pilot at the beginning of the fighting, who That's is just right. shooting guys down. Yeah. Yeah. The Ukrainians never cease to be badass in this whole in this whole conflict that's going on right in the last year and three months like, yeah they have been finding every way from malt from grannies making molotov cocktails <laughs> to now we're saying that the ghost the ghost of the ghost of yeah <laughs> kiev is doing these drone assassination yeah, they, attempts they just never stop flexing on the russians even though like they're the ones being invaded which is yes. insane yes <laughs> but, yes but anyway yeah so ukrainians great with drones keep it up yeah i say keep it up don't don't take credit for it because then you'll get bombed even harder but just keep doing it <laughs> very funny i'm waiting for a different crew to not crew but like a different organization or country be like actually that was us we just kind of wanted yeah. to mix like what <laughs> <laughs> it would be a perfect time for some other country to like start taking shots because they could just blame ukraine right. which is like also a terrible thing caught us with our own drone <laughs> wasn't me Caught us, <laughs> caught us flying in the Kremlin. Wasn't me. <laughs> it's actually Shaggy doing it. <laughs> oh my god! He's like, I've had one hit. You know what would be great? Two, Two. other hits <laughs> into the Kremlin. <laughs> well, for my first story, we're gonna stay over in Europe, but we're gonna go to Germany. This is from AP News. German court: naked landlord doesn't justify lower rent. <laughs> Did you see this one? Yeah, this is great. So this comes from Berlin. A German court said Wednesday that a landlord sunbathing naked in the courtyard of his building wasn't a reason for his tenants to reduce their rental payments. The case involved a building in an upmarket residential district of Frankfurt, which included an office floor rented by a human resources company. The company withheld rent because it objected, among other things, to the landlord's naked sunbathing. In response, the landlord sued. <laughs> That's so... I. I guess there may not be any like legal precedents, but in the court of like just being a person, like, <laughs> like, like why are you just sunbathing your butt? But this is, I think this is also just a social disconnect that we have as Americans. Oh, yeah. Where like they're just so much more willing to just do things naked over in Europe and don't really have any self, self deprecating thoughts about it. Do you think that's because of thousands of years of the Catholic Church repressing them? Yeah, and I also just think it's our. I also <laughs> did, just you, th- did you like that bomb? Yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> gonna say yes, <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna move on. Yeah. But I also think it's more so like our Puritan roots that are just like oh, ingrained sure. so hard in our society, where it's like, ew, naked people, gross, right? Ew, literally anything. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> the Frankfurt State Court rejected the company's reasoning, finding that the u- the quote usability of the rented property was not impaired by the plaintiff sunning himself naked in the courtyard end quote it's very funny that that's on an actual legal document like the plaintiff sunbathing himself naked in a court of law this is what was said and also being a lawyer doing all that time being a lawyer getting like passing the bar to defend this man that just wants to sunbathe his anus i do love that it's an hr company too where it's oh, like totally if you were our employee You'd be out of here. Oh, long gone. Long <laughs> but he's gone. just like, well, I'm not, though. Yeah. So but... this is my building. Yeah. <laughs> it said in a statement that it couldn't see a, quote, inadmissible, deliberately improper effect on the property, end quote. 
Judges were ruling on an appeal against a lower court decision that went in the landlord's favor, and the tenant had only limited success overall. They found that that tenant had been entitled to reduced rental payments for three months only because of noisy construction work in the neighborhood. So, you so can, unrelated to his nuts <laughs> out. But I do like that they're like, noisy construction, yes. Naked landlord, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess he really didn't do... Uh, this is this is probably my favorite part of the article. The court said that the spot where the landlord sunbathed could only be seen from the rented office by leaning far out the window. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so, so you had to be looking so for it. someone is just like, you guys seeing this? <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the friend, like from friends, like the naked guy from across the street. <laughs> yeah, it, it was in the article. It also said that the tenant failed to prove that he took the stairs to the courtyard unclothed. On the contrary, the plaintiff stated credibly that he always wore a bathrobe, which he only took off just before the sun lounger. Ah, uh, I see. This guy is... I, I mean, I respect his grind to get a good tan. I do respect it. I mean, there's some very hard to... I guess hard to get spots if you're wearing anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, you gotta respect it. And I, just commitment to, you know what? I'm just gonna be unapologetically me. Yeah. Could never be me. Honestly. He's living his best life. But I'm also coming at this from the perspective of never having rented a place. So right. I never had to deal with a landlord. So this is, to me, very <laughs> odd. Very funny. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I guess he didn't really do anything wrong if he yeah. technically can legally sunbathe naked there. Do you think that he mentioned that when they were signing their lease like by the way i like to tan in the new and, and then the the renters were like hee 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 that's so funny it's so quirky <laughs> no it's in the fine print yeah it's actually. in the fine print. <laughs> yeah this guy uh, there's no names or anything so i don't know what this guy's name is but more power to him good on you i rent or like landlords are in pretty hot water recently I don't think this helps out their cost. Yeah, this this doesn't help the renting crisis no. that's going on in every country right now. But. No, I did see in New York especially, it's supposed to jump like 17%. Oh my God. Dude, get out of New York. I have no interest in living in a city. No, me either. And that's also my small town origins, I guess, yeah. showing. But like, why would I want to go live in an apartment as big as this? 15 by 10 basement. Or smaller. Or smaller and pay like... At least two grand. And share a community toilet like in the hallway with everyone. Like, no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. The big apple, more like the big crapple. crapple. Oh my god. Did we just did lightning just strike? Yeah, that's <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but also this guy's land this guy's naked sunbathing in April in Germany. It cannot be warm there. My I I know for a fact that it's not. My aunt and uncle were just there for ten days. And they said it was like 50s and rainy the whole time. Do you think? Oh, my. Ew. It's hey, he's going to get his son, whether I, you like it or not. He's getting cloud tan. He's getting, I mean, I suppose when you're on a mountainside, it's, when it's cloudy, it's supposed to be the most dangerous. I guess so. Yeah, more power to that guy. Yeah. Uh, my next story is actually taking us to space oh. i know i said like i just saw a ghost whoa man i actually just watched interstellar for the first time have you seen it nope pretty good good pretty good that's it, the one that's like really accurate with like how time dilation and stuff works right very accurate okay again yeah. to bring up i don't think i've ever talked about 
my fiance as much as since we got like engaged, but like we watched it. And literally I was explaining like trying to explain space <laughs> way too much and I do not have a scientific degree of any sort. <laughs> You're like, I've listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk four times. Yeah, I, can, I, I can to, explain this. Yeah, I listen to <laughs> <laughs> And then I say like that example I always say on this podcast with the if you look at us from right now from a certain mile away, you're gonna see the Roman aqueduct built. It's always the aqueducts. Like what, what does that even mean? Why is that a standard? Why like, is those that... are not talked about at all anymore? People forget about the aqueducts. <laughs> <laughs> they deliver water. Yeah, you give you give me a microphone, I'm gonna talk about the aqueducts. But no, nah, I've been getting back into alien stuff lately and I'm really digging it again. Ooh. I'm I'm gonna be a disheveled mess by the end of Jude. That means that I'll also be a disheveled muskus. <laughs> that usually means that we're doing a few episodes on it. But for the first time, scientists have caught a star in the act of swallowing a planet. Whoa. So you know how I believe there is quite a bit of news reports or whatever that the sun is a dangerous fireball. Yes. That's solely going to either have a supernova event and destroy us via heat or just eventually eat us. Yeah. They actually caught that. Nice. And we're not talking like reassuring. And it's not a slow process. It's like that is insane. So is astronomers. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll, you'll probably explain it. Astronomers reported their observations of what appeared to be a gas giant, aka a star, around the size of Jupiter. The sun-like star had been puffing up with old age for eons, and finally got so big that it engulfed the close orbiting planet. So it literally was gotten so big that it just swallowed a planet. But do you think it's called a gas giant because it had a big meal? It just ate a ton of beans. <laughs> In the form of a planet. In the form of a planet, <laughs> yeah. That is crazy that it yeah, that just, basically is a bean. Like a entire planet is a bean compared to that. It's just like, like I'm going to get huge and just swallow you. This is like the story from the Bible where the king gets stabbed and the sword just sinks into his fat. That's what the star just did to this planet. Which one is... I know exactly what you're talking about. It's stuck in his fat. I'm going to look it up. Keep and going. stuck in fat. So, and I quote here, If it's any consolation, this will happen in about 5 billion years to Earth, said co-author Morgan Morgan MacLeod of the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. This... Galactic feast happened between 10,000 and 15,000 years ago, near the Aquila constellation when the star was around 10 billion years old. As the planet went down the or went into the sun, there was a swift, hot outburst of light, followed by a long lasting stream of dust, shining brightly in cold infrared energy, the researchers said. Again, this is from the AP News. If you think that I wrote that, you haven't been listening to the show. <laughs> Once again, watched Interstellar last night. Right. But to kind of put it in perspective, they what they're saying is that them seeing it now again with how space time and like the travel of light works, they saw it from ten thousand or fifteen thousand years ago, which is just absolutely insane. Yeah. Because they were having the, they there were no Roman aqueducts. <laughs> Did you see those ones? Did you see the Roman aqueducts? <laughs> Did you see the dinosaurs on that planet? Yeah, but that is just absolutely it's crazy. insane. And again, I do suggest there's a YouTube video of this as well. So I definitely suggest that you watch that. I found the Bible story. It's from Judges chapter 3. 
Is it? Give me a second. I need my 22 years of. If you get this guy's name school. right, I will applaud you. Give me a hint. Is it three or four syllables? It's two. It's when five letters. And starts with an E. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> Ephraim? No. Fuck. Eglon. Oh, there's Eglon, that's... Eglon, Eglon. It's E-G-L-O-N. That, was, that also has to be like a British prime minister, like Eglon. That just... Yeah, basically... Or a Game of Thrones character. Basically, he ruled over the people of Israel for 18 years, and then the Lord sent a man named Ehud, who was left-handed... Specifi- the Bible makes such weird distinctions. It specifies that. Yeah. And then he made a sword for himself that had... I'll read this part. Ehud made a sword for himself. The sword had two edges and was about 18 inches long. He tied the sword so to his upper right thigh under his clothes. So Ehud came to Eglon, king of Moab, and gave him the payment he demanded. Eglon was a very fat man. <laughs> After he had given Eglon the payment, Ehud sent the man home who had carried it. When he passed the statues near the city Gilgal, he turned around. Ehud said to Eglon, I have a secret message for you, King Eglon. The king said, be quiet. Then he sent all of his servants out of the room. Oh god, this is so much longer than I thought. He took out the sword that was tied to his upper right leg, then he stabbed the sword deep into the king's belly. The sword went into Eglon's belly so far that even the handle sank in, and the blade came out his back. The king's fat covered the whole sword. That... The book of Judges, like, say what you will about the Bible, but the book of Judges literally could be a TV series. Yeah. Like, if you're not really into Christianity, but you love, like, a cool, like, action-packed thriller, Judges is that. Judges and Revelation. Like, Revelation's just a heavy metal album in a book form. But, yeah, yeah, if you Judges is like an an antiquity, like, Game of Thrones. Right. If you listen to Pink Floyd's... (laughs) (laughs) Album backwards while high while reading Revelations. <laughs> Something will happen. A sensation you've never felt before. Yeah. All right. My next one. We're coming back to the USA. This comes from the Huffington Post. Rough day for man driving stolen school bus with dead deer inside. <laughs> that is so great. Deer. Just, I almost hit a deer today. I did too. Dude, this they morning. are out of control. Yeah. Like, go back to sleep. I know. Well, it's just because it's been so cold again that they're just like, ah, I guess it's not time to chill yet. We're going to go run around again. Is that how deer work? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, you're at, I, like, I said, like, go back to sleep. Like, I don't think they say, hibernate. I say things confidently and then people believe them. Oh, like last week when you and Mark were like, <laughs> do Italians call it? You I, were the one that do. said. They do call it gravy. So. You said it confidently and then we questioned you and you immediately backpedaled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't even think, if it really wasn't hard questioning, it was just. I was like, like are you sure? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this article is written by a man named David Moy. A man in York County, Pennsylvania, was arrested Tuesday morning after allegedly leading officers on two separate vehicle chases in two counties. It all began on early Tuesday after Pennsylvania state troopers stopped a BMW with a Florida plate and questioned the driver, Tony Saunders. Local station WGAL reported that troopers said they could see items in the car Saunders was driving that appeared to be from a nearby convenience store where a theft had been reported. However, Saunders reportedly told police he got the items at a junkyard. So, is that somehow worse? <laughs> like, 
I, I just don't know how you disguise new things that you just stole as being from a junkyard. They have the tags on them or something <laughs> yeah. like that. You have Kroger bags. Yeah. It's from Kroger. <laughs> right. It's like, no, I, I brought them for myself. I went to Aldi's actually, so those are my bags. <laughs> those are my boxes, yeah. God, Aldi's is so ridiculous. Very, very great pricing, yeah. but I hate Dude, that I've, box thing. First time I ever went there, didn't know that I had to bring my own stuff, so I just took the cart outside and then I wrapped all my stuff in a blanket when I got home and just Knapsack. You carried it. Like I was a like a hobo. Man. Yes, and this is like the first week I was Did you in my own. How about a train? <laughs> this is the first week I was in my new house, so I was just like, all my neighbors are watching me hobo sack my groceries. Right, they're watching house. through the window, like he's going to bring his hobo friends. <laughs> yeah. Good start with the neighbors. That is very funny. I remember I had no idea that <laughs> kind of similar to being homeless. I had no idea that you had to put a quarter in for a cart. Oh. And so I was literally just like, does anyone have an extra cord? I was like, spare change, <laughs> spare change. You're like scrounging through your cup holder in your car. Right, yeah. Uh, back, back to the story. Yeah, there, back, back to the plot. There was also reportedly a dog in the vehicle and a dead deer in the trunk. Ooh, was the dog just nibbling on the dead? I think my dogs would literally be like too scared of it. it, it well, it was in the trunk, so I'm assuming it was separated from the dog. Because it does a BM- make sense. I'm assuming this is a BMW like sedan, not like a not, SUV yeah. or something that the dog could get back there. Right. When you think BMW, I always think like easy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Saunders allegedly drove away when troopers asked him to exit the vehicle and turned off his headlights during the chase to avoid detection. But he reportedly had to leave the BMW when he wasn't able to maneuver the car over some railroad tracks. They strike. Stay away from all railroad. If you I don't know, man. Don't, if you go over railroad tracks in any fashion, you probably will get derailed. But how do you get stuck? Like, what? What did you have to maneuver? It's yeah, just train tracks. They only go one way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He allegedly then ran into a heavily wooded area. Later that morning, local law enforcement agencies were notified that a school bus had been stolen from Abbottstown, according to Carroll Township Police. Carroll Township Police said officers first spotted the bus at a shopping center parking lot and eventually caught up with it. The driver pulled over briefly, but then pulled away and kept driving, police said. Do you think that he pulled over and put the stop sign out so they couldn't pass him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they legally couldn't pass him or else they get it to Hey guys, you see this? Yeah, uh, it says stop. It's a you little can't. thing called the law. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of it, police? <laughs> the driver then allegedly led officers on a chase that ended after he abandoned the school bus and ran away on foot while stripping off his clothes. What? What? <laughs> I think there's a theme from your stories today. This article doesn't say anything about him being on anything, but he had to have been on something to have been in this mindset. Yeah, it's called having a good time. High on life. Yeah, high on life. <laughs> Police that- apprehended and uh, identified the driver as Saunders, who allegedly admitted he had stolen the school bus after crashing the BMW. He also allegedly claimed he intended to use the dead deer carcass to fertilize his garden. Saunders remains in York County Prison in lieu of $100,000 bail, according to court documents. $100,000? He stole a school bus. $100,000? Oh, that's like life-changing money. Yeah. That's a life-changing deficit. You can never rent or, well, I guess you can rent. You can't buy anything. I mean, he did. He, <laughs> run, he ran from the police twice oh, and yeah, stole true. a school bus. So... And stole from a convenience store. <laughs> and yeah, the convenience store. So, so that's he's got four <laughs> counts of stealing and also stripping in public. Yeah. So this guy's, he, uh, I mean, I want to say I feel bad for him, but he really brought this upon himself. 
the deer carcass. I oh, here truly... I have I have the court documents. Let's see oh. if I can see what the charges are. Again, having to be a court appointed lawyer or just a lawyer completing the bar, going to like Penn or like Harvard or whatever. And- so he was brought on charges of fleeing or attempting to elude an officer, receiving stolen property, reckless driving, evading arrest or detention on foot. Do you think he had a few options, like when he was looking over the yard? Yeah. Like which school bus he wanted? (laughs) Was he in one of the short buses? It does not say. Was there a stripper pole in the back of one of these? (laughs) It was one of those kind of school buses. But he did pay the $20 service fee to the court, so. (laughs) That is very funny. Yeah, this guy is not going to be doing well for a little while, I don't think. Speaking. Dude, this guy was born... Almost two years to the day after me. <laughs> That's insane. The late 20-year-olds are having a time. Yeah, he's a 25-year-old guy. Just did his thing. Well, I feel that makes it a lot worse that he was stealing a deer to <laughs> I do love pasteurize or fertilize his garden. Like, go to Home Depot, my I love guy. that he was, like, when he was asked, he's like, what's the first thing I can think of to say that I have this for? <laughs> yeah. Fertilizer. I want 100 thousand percent was picturing like a 55 to 60 year old guy 100 percent. well same with the bathtub story that was a 27 year old yeah so again the late 20s i mean the what am i gonna do next we also covered like the unabomber yeah who was like in his late 20s yeah he was like wild and out man what are we this is very weird i feel like we're not even trying to we've taken a completely different path than them we talk about them (laughs) yeah that's right yeah we uh, our therapy instead of mailing bombs or stealing deer carcasses is just talking to a mic. Yeah, talking about things that some people don't people care too. about a lot. Yeah. So, speaking of doing things illegal, Jacob, did you know that there was an attempt to breach the White House recently? No. So, in one of the most shocking articles that I've ever seen, a curious toddler. <laughs> I was expecting you to say a dog or something. (laughs) Earned the title of the most recent rampager through government-owned buildings. Well, not buildings, but government-owned grounds. When he slipped through the metal fencing of the White House on the north side of the executive mansion. I love that the last guy I can think of that did this was the guy that, like, parachuted onto the front lawn of the White House. Like... Then there's this toddler. (laughs) Then there's this toddler, yeah. They're the same level of felon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The U.S. Secret Service walked across the North Lawn to retrieve the little little tyke and reunited him with his parents on Pennsylvania Avenue. Access to the complex was briefly restricted while officers conducted the arrest and reunification. I... I do. Whenever I think of the word breach, I think of Call of Duty with a tr- to charge the on charge, the door. Yeah, I'm just imagining this, this toddler, toddler making a mad dash, like yeah. no, no, <laughs> and talk about spy kids. <laughs> We're going in yeah. kids next door. Yeah, the officers briefly questioned the parents before allowing them to continue on their way. That is one thousand percent going to be my kid one day. Because I'll be like, oh, like history, do, 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 do. Teddy Roosevelt had ostriches and like other weird animals at the White House when he was in whatever. And the kid will be like, okay, I will go here now. 
He'll also hear me rant about like our taxes and like other shit. I love that if this was during the Cold War, like if this, if this was 50 years ago, that kid and the parents would have been taken into custody under suspicion of espionage. Oh, 100%. But, but now it's just like, yeah, they question the parents on why they let their kid get into the grounds and then let them on their way. Right. It's also another very funny picture of the kid getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's that is, is, is he carrying a baby Yoda thing too? I don't think so. Oh, he might okay. be, but yeah, it's two Secret Service <laughs> members who've dedicated, again, their entire lives to get to this point, and they're just picking up this toddler and carrying him. They're holding him like a dog. <laughs> they're holding him, yeah. They're not carrying him like a child. No. They're carrying him like a dog. Like, give him a piggyback ride out or something. Like, that would be way less traumatic for this right, kid. Right, neither of them. This, I always think about, like... My graduation and how many embarrassing photos were on, <laughs> on That's like the be billboard him. that this is gonna be this uh, should be that this is one hundred percent gonna be his social media profile picture one day. Be. Has to be. He's like, I've been a freedom fighter since day one. That is so funny. This kid's a rebel. I love him. Yeah, but this is actually one of the first successful intrusions onto the complex since the White House fence was doubled in height after different security breaches. Older children have become stuck <laughs> in the barrier, which also has uh, a numerous amount of funny pictures. And other times, or most of the times, it's protesters chaining themselves to the fence. Yeah. But we have, and of course we don't have a name, but probably the most successful intruder on the White House grounds. I do love that you just cannot stop childhood inhibition. Oh, no. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it or if, get stuck trying. I mean, that should be like a diaper commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you want to invade the White House lawn? Use Huggies. I'll use Huggies, <laughs> yeah. There's your advertisement, Huggies. Sponsor yeah. us. Pay us. That would be a wild, wild sponsorship I, uh, <laughs> for us. I mean, are we done with that story? Because if we are, yeah, we mine are. leads into the Huggies conversation pretty well. This is from the, that the one time you don't do the speaking of. No, I know. <laughs> speaking of Huggies. Well, I, I was going to, but I was like, I don't know if he's done, so I have to clarify first. But this comes from allthatsinteresting.com. Archaeologists unearth Renaissance era urine flasks at Caesar's Forum in Rome. Did you just say flasks? Yep. And are you talking about flasks the way that I'm thinking about flasks? Kind of. Not necessarily always, but sometimes. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. <go laughs> Unearthed in the ruins of the Hospital de Fornari Hospital, flasks like these were used by European doctors for centuries in order to diagnose diseases like jaundice and diabetes. Oh, that makes sense. Archae they, were, they knew about diabetes even back then? I don't think they called it diabetes. But oh, they yeah, were they like, why are... Yeah. They knew about it. Like, why are they fainting sometimes out of nowhere? Yeah, that they need to eat bread. Yeah. Archaeologists in Rome have unearthed a trove of artifacts from the site of a Renaissance-era hospital built atop the ancient Caesar's Forum. Among these discoveries, most remarkable are 500-year-old urine flasks used for diagnosing ailments in what was one of history's most bizarre medical practices. The archaeological team initially excavated the 16th-century hospital's trash dump in 2021. The site sat within Caesar's Forum, an ancient symposium built in 46 BC to honor Emperor Julius Caesar. Uh, da, 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 da. this stuff's not important to the story it's all about caesar a lot of news articles are like that yeah. just like throw in 
just random tidbits. Like, yeah. I don't want this right now. The team primarily found ceramic vessels, coins, rosaries, and glassware at the dump site. According to the team's published findings in the journal Antiquity, they believe these items were once used by patients at the hospital and that the medical center may have provided patients with a quote-unquote gift basket consisting of a jug, drinking glass, bowl, and a plate. Oh, well, it sounds like a nice way to be sent off your way (laughs) while you have jaundice. Instead of fruit baskets, they gave them silverware. Yeah. (laughs) They give you something to wash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a a bit of a responsibility. Yeah. However, more than half of the glassware at the dump consisted of matula, the urine flasks once used by doctors across Europe. Hospital staff used the flasks to collect urine from patients for analysis and observation, including smelling and tasting at times. This practice would have been routine, as the practice of uroscopy, or the study of urine, had been an integral part of medicine as far back as ancient Greece. There, whatever the like comparative thing to an intern in ancient Greece and ancient Rome, like that was the guy that had to drink hey, taste the piss. that. Yeah, hey, this is part of science. <laughs> this is you want to you want to stay here. You wanna, you wanna keep your job. Drink this. Ew. It's like they're literally just like the founder of medicine, which yeah. I believe is Heracles. I I don't know. In Greece, That's founder of medicine. Going on with the article, quote, A doctor would pour the patient's urine into a flask to observe its color, sedimentation, smell, and sometimes even taste, said Projects Director Rubina Raha, John, Jan Kindberg Jacobson, and Claudio Parisi. Pres- presice. Man, can you imagine the smell like of them finding it now? Ugh. Like that's I mean, a- I don't think it'll last that long. Right, but right. But like if what they if found- there's still some left. <laughs> right, if they found one that's never been cracked open, just the the pop. Yeah, the pop of the vial. It immediately pass out. Oh, and now we have a new Black Death. That's funny because this was a huge science during the Black Death. Like they right. they used urino- like uroscopy to try and diagnose people. Yeah, it was a weird time. Well, I guess in their point of view, there's only a few things that come out of your body, and it's that spit and blood. Yeah. And I guess number two, but I don't want to be too gross on the show. I mean, I'm about to be really gross. Oh, Analyzing no. <laughs> a patient's urine this way would allow a doctor to determine if he or she had any illnesses like jaundice, kidney disease, or diabetes. Historians specifically note that urine tasting was effective in diagnosing diabetes, given the excess glucose in a patient's urine that would give it a distinct sweet flavor. According to Gizmodo, one 17th century English English physician, Thomas Willis, described the pee of a diabetes patient as, quote, wonderfully sweet as if it were imbued with honey or sugar. (sighs) (laughs) I like to always give the benefit of the doubt to people before our time. But, like, come on. (laughs) It's also very funny because someone had to discover that, right? And so I'm picturing the first person to have that honey sweet tasting (laughs) pee and just going, like, I've done it. (laughs) It's a breakthrough. What does that tell you? Right. Yeah. (laughs) You're just just over here drinking piss. (laughs) Just ripping piss. I guess this explains why, like, uh, I guess maybe. Europe, I don't know if Europeans are more into like pee play than Ew. other countries, but 
Let's go back this to blame the Catholic Church, please. <laughs> <laughs> we could rewind. Yeah, they, they're, we could blame them for everything. So. Yes. <laughs> On this show in particular, yes. But yeah, it's the, either the Catholic Church or the, or the British Empire. Yeah. <laughs> there is more to the article, but it's basically just talking about how this was all sealed up in this dump that they found. So, yeah. They, uh, they found some pee flasks. Do you think any of them took one home? Uh, I... I would if I was in their position. Would you hang it in a bathroom or would that be like a centerpiece? That'd be like, like I have a mason jar in my bathroom that I put Q-tips in. Oh, yeah. It'd be well, that. Oh, sure. <laughs> like I put something like that in there. Right. Just giving the tour of your house. And you're like... <laughs> or just put laxatives in it or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, man. But yeah, they found some, uh, some of Caesar's pee flasks. I don't know if they were his. I was going to say, if they're particular <laughs> Caesar, I... Someone would buy that for, like, so much money. Do you think they put it on a salad? I know, I hate <laughs> they it. They put too. salad dressing in it. In it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. That's one way to do it, but yeah. yeah that, is my, uh, that is my final story, though, so... Yes, that concludes all of my stories what as a, well. What a wacky world we live in, huh? The honorable mention that I had was just a black bear hit out in a garbage can and a principal went out into the school dumpster and opened the lid and, and there was a black a, bear. There was a black bear in it. Yeah. That is a was it Black Bear the musical artist or was it an actual black bear? You know what? It was an actual black bear. I can okay. see why you get that. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. These are right. questions that reporters have to ask. But it's very funny because the man this happened in West Virginia and the principal was like when he was interviewed, he's like well, that will wake a person up for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like after seeing a black bear at seven in the morning. Or it just doesn't wake you up at all and you barely notice it. Oh, yeah. You're just like rubbing the crust out of your yeah, eyes. Yeah, you're an autopilot. Like, yeah. Do you think you tried to scare or like pet it? <laughs> I would. Hey, doggy. Yo, good boy. But yeah, I guess that concludes the recent news stories. Yeah, my other one that I was going to mention was that they found Santa Claus's tomb. But it, by Santa Claus, it just means St. Nicholas. Like, they think they finally found where he's actually buried. Do you think he's also, like, in a big red sack? I hope so. But yeah. he's apparently, like, underneath the floor of his his dedicated cathedral or whatever. Oh. And well, they, that makes sense. they're like, well, it might be him. We don't know. Like, we're pretty confident it's not him, but we've tried everything else. And so now they're dis. They're deconstructing like one tile at a time, this beautiful mosaic on the floor uh, so that they can reassemble it when they're done. But they're like, we got to dig through this floor and get underneath and they can't just destroy it. So oh, I can't imagine having that job. Yeah. The one guy. Hey, go clean it up. Who's just great at puzzles. And you got to mark each single piece. Oh, that's a painstaking job. I could never be an archaeologist or anything like that. It's oh, no. Way too much patience. Yeah, it's not Jurassic Park. It's <laughs> you're grinding in either the Sahara or this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's some of this week's weird and wild news with the Ooh. Gems of History podcast. Yes. Got to throw in some like, uh, what is, what is like the sound effects that the, the, afternoon radio guys have no yeah <laughs> it's like we have to come up with nicknames for each other like silly and the bear <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah 12 in the afternoon 
cranky and grumpy. <laughs> Some bullshit. And then like we have that. women come in and we throw onion rings at their butts. And that's our radio gig that somehow works on the radio, even though you can't see it. Was that like a Howard? That gives me Howard Stern. Yeah, it's yeah. Something like he'd have him sit on speakers and stuff like that. So, that sounds very Howard. Yeah, so yeah, but I just love that people are doing stunts like that. It's like no one can see it. Yeah, on this audio you're, channel. Yeah, you're you're a pre podcast. That's what radio is pre podcast. A pre video. <laughs> yeah, like a YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what you're accomplishing here. Right. But it's fun for us to listen to. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that that's what we got for you guys this week. If you have, if you ever have fun news stories that you want us to mention, or maybe there's something that you found that's new in like addition to a story that we've covered, feel free to send them to us. I'm always looking for this stuff. It's fun. Absolutely. And to send those to us, you have to go through our social media channels. So you have to have to. You can find us on Twitter at gems underscore history, Jacob at Jacob from Wisco, myself at whatevskies. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Patreon, and Facebook at Gems of History Podcast. The Facebook is a discussion group called the Agora, so definitely hit us up there and become part of the discussion group. Yeah, honestly, if you have stuff you want to post, post it there, because then it's the easiest way for people to reply. We can all chit-chat. Yeah, have a good conversation for once. Once in your gosh dang life. Yeah kids on your phones but yeah that's what we got for you guys this week so evan will be back from his excursions that i am preemptively saying went extremely well i really hope so i don't know where you're going but oh nashville tennessee oh okay nice well i just got back from I nashville better tennessee. see some karaoke videos Ooh, that can that would sure. be good and then you, at the end of your song you have to plug the show the only I actually stipulations. Will, i'll actually sing the intro song <laughs> You're just get up there. What is he doing? <laughs> all right, guys. Everyone have a great week this week. We love you all. Stay polished.